Hey, that's hey! Shiny. <laughs> Take off. Get out of here. He knows his name. Jesus. I compared my son to a goldfish. <laughs> I compared every kid to a goldfish. You're a goldfish. I, I am a goldfish. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Uh, let's see. And so, you uh, like two year old fish. Now, your mom's a goldfish. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I'm not crying. I'm just allergic to jerks. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The uh, jerk store called the running out of you. Yeah. Oh. Out of you. Don Turtle Flakes podcasters. Burn. Go, go, go. Get him. Go, 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 go. Cowabunga, did you do that? And welcome to another episode of Turtle Flakes, episode 110. Uh, I am your lowly co-host, Rob, and joining with me, as always, is Mr. Rourke Steady. How are you? Doing good, man. How about you? I'm doing all right, man. Doing all right. And we have uh, Jay Weezy. How are you? Master of the Whirling Pizzas! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you haven't broken that out in a while. Uh, I know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I missed doing it. I was like, you know what? I gotta I gotta come in strong this morning. <laughs> Good deal. Yeah, that's the reason we don't do that anymore. <laughs> oh, jeez. There he goes trolling. And, of course, we've got our voice of reason here, Mr. T. How are you, man? Oh, well, I'm doing good. I'm guaranteed. Oh, nice. yes. there's a little bit of foreshadowing for today because we yeah, are... There's uh, something else we're not going to do anymore either. Oh, I take I off. I, love, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, come on, Josh. You were expecting maybe the Adams Family? Oh. God. Darn it. <laughs> Help, I'm a turtle and they can't get up. <laughs> and we're starting off the show hot this morning. <laughs> I thought everybody loved Vanna. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. So, uh, so guys, we are returning to the um, Nickelodeon era today. Well, actually, it's a continuation from last week. Last week, we covered IDW issue 13, and today we are actually watching It Came from the Depths, which is uh, from season one of the Nickelodeon cartoon, episode 12. Um, but before we get in that, uh, I just wanted to say, I, got, I hope you guys have had a great week. It's been a crazy one. I know there's been a lot of sickness. But, and I heard, uh, Jay Weezy, you were sick for a little while, weren't you? Yeah, I had the flu, but uh, luckily got into the doctor early and got much better. All i got to say is uh, everybody just uh, stay clean, wash yeah. your hands, you know, keep your distance, just be uh, be safe out there. Yeah, uh, make sure you uh, take your vitamins and say your prayers. <laughs> Thank you, Hogan. <laughs> Brother! Off, yeah. too, please. <laughs> Yeah, um, I know uh, for my school, we, we still stayed open, but then there was a threat of snow last Friday, so they closed it. So I had a three-day oh, weekend. It's, it's been amazing. It's been amazing. Hey, Southerners. I know Jeez. it's great. I love it. <laughs> you get a three-day weekend because there might possibly maybe snow. I know. I love it. In the future, someday. Y'all suck. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, see, I'm a Philly boy. You know, I, I grew up around blizzards and stuff, and they never closed school. So now... Now it's all my reward. I get a day off. It's amazing. <laughs> Reaping and, the benefits. I know. And you guys get Bojangles uh, chicken, man. It's and like, Sheerwine. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> so lucky. <laughs> Uh, y'all got to come down. Hey, Fanboy Expo's the, uh, in June, and uh, Judith Hogue will be there. Dude, we got to make it happen. Party at my house. Yep. Y'all All come. Right. We'll break out our turtle sleeping bags. Work study, you coming? Uh, that means <laughs> I have like, to leave. No. Make it happen. Like, that depends if you're going. <laughs> that, mean, that means I have to leave the house. And, yeah, 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 He's got to put pants that. on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh well good deal guys well let me um... easy how'd you know man yeah. i turned <laughs> right. my camera off <laughs> that's true thank goodness yeah uh... i had to. i got in trouble about stuff like that. no never mind Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so uh today guys today guys we're gonna go ahead and uh, actually switch things up a little bit so here in a minute we're gonna start with our green screen and then if we have time we'd definitely like to discuss the uh premiere of the ninja turtle the rise of the tmnt designs which uh which is pretty uh pretty interesting topic to talk about so uh before we uh, get any further, let me go ahead and get the links out of the way. If you want to send us an email, our email is turtleflakespodcast@gmail.com. We are on Twitter at turtleflakes, all one word. We do have a Facebook group page at facebook.com slash groups slash turtleflakes. Uh, we do have a TurtleCom hotline, which is just an answering machine. You can leave a, a voicemail about anything you want, anything Turtles-related. We will air it on the show. We'd love to hear from you. It's probably one of my favorite things that, that, we, that we have for our show. Um, our number is 865 865- 309-4875. Don't forget our buddy Mark, uh, Mark Pellegrini from TMNT Entity at tmntentity.blogspot.com. He writes a review of pretty much everything Ninja Turtles, whether it's comics, cartoon episodes, or just anything in between. Uh, so check out his blog. Uh, also, another good friend of the show, Anthony Hernandez, a.k.a. BatBomb82 on YouTube. Check out his uh, family-friendly YouTube show dedicated to the classic and modern Ninja Turtle toys at Totally Tubular Turtle Tuesday. Uh, you can just search that up and you'll find it. Um, and also, Anthony hopefully will be on our show either late this month or early in March. I just talked to him and we're trying to iron out a time here. Uh, it's been a long time coming and we cannot wait to have him on the show. Also, I am a proud co-host of a Star Wars podcast called Star Wars Ties, which is a show dedicated to the... Uh, old school expanded universe and then the new school stuff uh, it's all family friendly kind of similar to turtle flakes in a lot of ways and the segments and how everything works so just search us hey take off take off <laughs> we watched Rogue One last night for like the 12th ah, probably 20th time now uh, my son he loves K2 but that's beside the point so go he's ahead he's two he doesn't know what he likes oh yes he does you get out of here <laughs> he's like he's like Babies at two years old are like goldfish. They're like, hey, that's hey! shiny. <laughs> Take off. Get out of here. He knows his name. Jeez, gosh. I compared my son to a goldfish. <laughs> I compared every kid to a goldfish. You're a goldfish. Not... <laughs> I am a goldfish. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Uh, let's see. So you both sound like two year olds. Now your mom is a goldfish. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I'm not crying. I'm just allergic to jerks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the uh, jerk store called. They're running out of you. Yeah. Oh. Out of you. <laughs> uh, and uh, lastly, we are proud uh, partners of the Retro Junkies Network. Uh, it's uh, just a network of family-friendly retro podcasts. Uh, you can check out all the great shows in the network uh, at theretrojunkies.com. And, uh, and also, we are proud partners with the Retro Gaming Times magazine. And hopefully one of these days, I can start writing some articles on Turtle Games. Uh, but their website is www.classicplastic.net slash TRT. It's all free. It's the longest running retro gaming slash electronic magazine 
going. So go ahead and check it out, guys. It's all free. As, as far as announcements go, I do have a question of the week. We're going to start that. I think we actually started on the last episode. Since we're covering It Came From The Depths, and we might even mention um, the toy that came out in 2012, which version of Leatherhead was your favorite and why? So if you want to reach out to us, give us a call, send us an email, a message on Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. So which version of Leatherhead was your favorite? And we'll get My back favorite to is the Thaddeus Manning version. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Can we hear that again, Thaddeus? Can we do it? Oh, I could go for some gumbo right now, I guarantee. Yeah, yeah there he is. Love Very it. good. Winner. <laughs> um, also, Turtle Tracks, which is going to be a sister show of Turtle Flakes. Um, we're hoping to have the first interview um, released probably either late this month, the last day of this month, or March 1st. And I know that our buddy Brian... He's kind of torn between which one he's going to air first, but boy, he's got some great guests lined up. He's already talked about six or seven of them, already has about six or seven of the episodes in the bank. So every single guest he's gotten is is pretty big, so it's going to be a lot of fun to air that. So stay tuned for that. If you are a subscriber of the show, you already get it, so it's just a bonus show for you. So stay tuned for that. That'll probably be March 1st. That's what we're looking for. And... Our giveaway, I'm still giving out issue 10, and I found another duplicate. I've got issue 3 of the TMNT slash Ghostbusters, the second crossover they did. I've got two copies of issue 3, so I'm also going to send out an issue 3 copy and some uh, other loose figures and everything. Uh, Between now and the end of this month, the end of February, uh, we are doing a little giveaway. Uh, All you have to do is write us a review on iTunes, whether it's positive or constructive criticism, whatever it might be. We just want to hear from you. Um, You are eligible for that giveaway. So I'll just randomly pick one of the reviewers, and uh, I'll send a gift your way. So stay tuned for that. And almost done, guys. We do have some feedback this week. We did get an email from Weston James, uh, and I just wanted to read that real quick. Very, very nice email. He's a new listener. Let's see. Let me pull it up here. Man, what a week to start listening to us, man. <laughs> no kidding, no kidding. Crazy week, crazy week. Okay, I just so. subscribed to the Turtle Flakes podcast, and Thaddeus and Josh just ruined everything for everyone. <laughs> no, no. You suck. Jay Weezy and I did that a long time ago. You're good. We kind of, we <laughs> when the, when the, the bar was already set so low. You know right. What I mean? oh, all you can do is trip over at this point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's see here. It says, "Hey there, guys. Big Turtle fan here. Just recently started listening to your podcast. Really great stuff. Basically, I just want to tell you all to keep up the great work. I have loved the Turtles since I was a kid, and now collect their comics and such. And I'm glad there's uh, glad to see there are so many of us. In fact, I helped moderate a TMNT Smash Up forum back when the game had launched. Always oh, wow. have en- always have enjoyed the Turtle games, and I'm excited to see them added to Injustice Two in the next month." Yeah. No feedback on no feedback for anything here since I have just started listening, but I will be thinking on things as I listen. And really enjoy what you do, Weston. Thank you so much, man. And that's so cool to to know that you kind of moderated a forum there. And I've never played Smash Up. Was that the uh, the fighting game? I think that's yeah, the new one. Kind of like Smash Brothers, but with the Ninja Turtles. Oh, yeah, that's okay. pretty good. That's uh, the one uh, with the uh, Lawson yeah. comic, right? Yeah. Yeah, oh, I cool. bought it, but I haven't played it yet. Yeah, it's it's actually pretty good on the uh, the PlayStation Two version. Oh, is, there nice. one, is there one for the GameCube? Uh, yeah, it's on it's on PS Two and the Wii. Okay. Oh, okay. 
Uh, I got yeah. you. I know. Was it Battle Nexus that was for the GameCube? I'd like to get that one. Yeah, yep. yeah. Battle Nexus oh. and Mutant Nightmare, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Well, Wes and Dude, thank you for the email, man. And uh, also, you said you're a big fan of the video games. What's your favorite game? You know, are, are you a sucker for the old school stuff? Do you like the new stuff? I'd love to hear from you, man. So just feel free to always reach out. We got a, we got a TurtleCon voicemail from our good buddy Brian from Salt Lake. So are you, are you guys are really going to like this. I love this voicemail, man. And it, it's – I didn't think anyone could upstage uh, up you, Josh, in, in family uh-huh. members. He's got uh-huh. eight kids. Wow. Eight kids, I, I believe. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what he said in the, the voicemail. So I think I sent it through our Skype chat. Um, mm-hmm. Let me know if you all have it. Rocksteady, use this turtle con to contact his fellow shellbacks. Right, boss. Oh, boy. This is going to be fun. This is a good one. I like this. So um, Brian, he messaged in after we had covered Volume 4, Issue uh, 11, issue 11, where uh, Splinter 11. had his heart attack. So, you know, we had asked Brian, you know, what, what he thought of it. And what he did is he actually asked his family members, his kids, too, because they all read it. And I think even his wife had read it. So, uh, so uh, here are their opinions. So I'll go ahead and click play in five, four, three, two, one, and click. Hey, guys, Brian from Salt Lake again. We're going to try to make this quick. Uh, you told me to call in and talk about Volume 10, so I thought I would bring my wife and a couple of my eight children, Josh, couple of my eight children. onto wow. the uh, the phone call. And so we just read as a family uh, Volume 10 together. And uh, so what are some of the things that stuck out to you guys at this issue? Jeanette? How serene and tranquil it was with Splinter in the beginning, and then it went to April and the craziness. Had the battle between all the bots. So, Ezra, you had a little thing about uh, you felt sorry for the guy that had to make all those little turtle bots? Yeah. What a, He's a sad life. Sad life? <laughs> having to build all those? Yeah. So, what did you think about the turtles? So, Josh said those were kind of cheesy and lame. What did you guys think of them? They were adorable. They were adorable? They were cute, but why would you take the time to put the little weapons on them? <laughs> so, you thought that was going to be... How else would they weapons? fight the guy? <laughs> what? So, they just going to use their hands? So, but it was symbolic come on, of the turtles always having to fight faster. And then it was, wasn't there. Yeah, it's funny how they had the four left. It's funny how they had the four left, yeah. So how about when, um, so going to Splinter's death, what did you guys think about that? What, what was interesting about that? Um, we don't I believe it. That guy. You don't believe it? You don't believe he's dead? But it was interesting how the rat man was there. The rat king? The rat man. The rat king. Whatever. The rat man. Maybe you kidnapped Splinter. Maybe you fake Splinter's death. What's going to happen? So does this make you guys want to read the next issue? Yes. Definitely. Got you really into it? Okay. So that's some of our thoughts of the issue. Hope you guys have a good one. And we'll talk to you soon. All right. Cowabunga, Brian. Now, I love this. I love this phone call. This is awesome because he just literally kind of did like a round robin with with, uh, his family members here. And and they brought up some really cool points. Jeanette, I think she said that thought that the the intro part was serene and tranquil, you know, where where Splinter's feeding the birds and everything. And then yet when Splinter had died, they don't believe that he's gone for sure. Uh, And I don't know if they've read ahead. But uh, they just had this feeling like, Splinter's still alive. That can't be the way he goes. And I hate to spoil things, and I, I won't. I won't, I guess. So I'm just going to shut up. I, there's Oh, let me, I'll just shut up. 
<laughs> I do All right. Know, I do know. Winning. Oh, take off. I do know <laughs> that. Uh, I do know what happens later on, uh, and it's interesting that they say the things they do. So it's really cool stuff there. And I love, I love the little jab that Brian had. He's, uh, he's like, you know what? Josh thought that the nanobots were, were cheesy and lame, but, uh, and then the kids they started talking about how cute they were. So yeah, Brian, thank you so much for the call. Loved hearing from your family. And I challenge you, man. I, I, I really enjoyed that so much. I'd love to hear like your own podcast of what just you and your family reviewing Turtles comics. So yeah. So there you go, man. There you go. <laughs> and dude, keep calling in. I'd love to hear more from you. I know we're gonna get to issue eleven, which is another kind of tearjerker issue. Uh, that'll be here in a couple of weeks, but I cannot wait to hear your opinions on that too. So thanks for the call, and to your entire family, thank you so much. Awesome. It was awesome seeing uh, the turtles bringing the family together. That's what I am into that. You're yeah. exactly right, Josh. Yeah. You're exactly right. So, fellas, you want to go ahead and watch the cartoon first, and then we'll talk some more? Yeah. yeah. Hey, Matt, where are you going? Out to a movie. That okay with you? Yeah. Okay, guys. Well, uh, we're going to start with the green screen first, which is kind of a first for us. Usually we leave that for the end of the episode, but, you know, we just want to go ahead and uh, talk about it first. But real briefly, before we jump into it, I just want to say I do have the um, Leatherhead figure in the box still, and I always really like the design. Um, I'm looking at the figure right now, and I can tell where all the points of articulation are. They do have ball joints on the shoulders and the legs. Uh, he's got a really bulky upper upper body. Um He's not as colorful as the original figure, but he's really big and menacing. Where the original figure from the uh, late 80s or I guess early 90s um, is a lot smaller. And um, I'll just read the back real quick. It says, uh, Leatherhead, giant mutant sewer alligator. Uncontrollable and fearless, Leatherhead is the Krang's worst enemy and creation. After being mutated from a reptile to a living monster, he promised himself that he would spare this world from their evil and captured the Krang's power cell. A powerful ally in the turtles' fight against Krang, Leatherhead's raw power and brute strength make him a force to be reckoned with. So uh, his weapons are claws, tail, alligator, death roll, and his team is the Ninja Turtles. So interesting here that Leatherhead's kind of considered a good guy at this point. Uh, as for the uh, toy itself, very, very cheap. You can get it in box for about 10 bucks on eBay, uh, which is about the same price as it was when they first came out. And loose, you can get them for, you know, 2 $3. So overall, it's a pretty cool little figure. Is it better than the original? As nope. apples and oranges, I tend to prefer the original because the original had more of a beautiful color scheme. You know, just like most of the early Playmates figures did. But, of course, points go to this one for better articulation. So, it's just apples and oranges there. So, um, right. but uh, but anyways, guys, so we are in, gosh, probably right at the middle of Season 1 here of the Nickelodeon cartoon. Uh, let me get my show notes up. This podcast started four years ago. We're showing the first season of this show. <laughs> <laughs> you just cuss. Nice. No, I did not. No. No, no, oh, he did not. Okay. Well, uh, one one really cool thing about this episode is that um, I I just got done reading the uh, the Leatherhead story arc from the IDW comics, and uh, pay close attention to the middle of this episode because there's a nice little uh, Easter egg 
Oh. Uh, with the comments that I, that that I want to point out, like after we watch it. Okay, good deal, good deal. Nice little teaser there. So uh, this is from season one, episode twelve. It's called "It Came from the Depths," and it first aired on December fifteenth of two thousand twelve. Uh, it was written by Russ Carney and Ron Carcillo, and um, yeah, I actually remember when this this issue came or this episode came out. So we're all gonna watch it together. Uh, and if you have the DVD, we would love for you to follow along with us. Um, we are going to go ahead and click play in five, four, four three, three, two, two, one, one, and click. There were two people counting. I didn't know who to listen to. <laughs> well, I got to cut my volume down. I love the crank. In this place? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Bit of a horror movie vibe here. I just saw that. I, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but I just saw this old horror movie called Relic. Oh, I've seen it. It's a, it's a really good movie about this monster that's in the Chicago Museum of Science and Industry. And there's a bunch of scenes just like this in that movie. Oh, cool. <laughs> that's just that's what awesome. went through my head. That's actually a really sweet museum. I've been there before. Yeah, me too. It's a really nice museum. It's right across the street from the Shedd Aquarium. Yeah, yeah. So let me ask you guys this: um, in this, uh, in this episode, isn't isn't Leatherhead? He was always an alligator in the 2012 series, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you prefer him in, in alligator form or, or human form, like the Avenger comic? Uh, the, oh. this form. Uh, I, I, I did see his form in the Archie comics, I wasn't too much of a fan of it. I didn't hate it. It was just a more goofy version of the 87 ver- uh, version, basically. Oh, okay. I prefer the Thaddeus Manning version. <laughs> the human form? <laughs> yeah. Thaddeus form? Yeah. Oh, oh here, here you go, Josh Witt, the other uh, space heroes. <laughs> Love it, man. What are those things he has in his hand? What is all that? Oh, wow. that's, that's that's supposed to be a, a parody of the uh, the, the Tribbles ep- episode, Tribble. yeah. yeah, of of Star Trek. Yeah, they find these like annoying little creatures. So this is kind of like a, a nod to that. It was like terrifying. I love this episode. It's so <laughs> I like how he just like opened the pod bay door and just like yeah. killed them all and just like <laughs> he does like the people's <laughs> eyebrow and just smiles. Yeah. Could not be less appetizing. Call it yeah, I had to skip ahead a little bit. I think you guys are ahead of me. Yeah, they were ahead of me too. Uh, I had to skip ahead a bit. You guys just have no sense of adventure. I wonder if they skipped the intro. Yeah. Did the intro play for you guys? Oh, yeah, yeah, there was no intro because I'm watching on a DVD. Oh, okay. That's why, yeah. Yeah, I had the intro too. What are you guys seeing right now? Uh, uh, news report. News. Okay, yeah. alright, cool. Now I'm on 346 on mine, Josh. I think you and I have the same one. Okay, yeah. Oh, speaking of horror movie. Whoa. <laughs> it's so funny. That news anchor looks just like one of the Knoxville news anchors that I watch. Really? Just really? like her. <laughs> you know, and I, one thing I have to say, I love Leonardo and that he's kind of, yes, he's a leader, but he's kind of a dork in this series. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, I can, you know, I like that. It helps you relate to him. Yeah. 
I was going to say, I, I was like, Very good, Josh. Very good. <laughs> I have to tip my hat, man. Oh, jeez. Two hosts on the show. Man. Love the beatbox in the background. Yeah. Keep it afresh. <laughs> Those are some huge footprints. Yeah. I never see. I always thought like Leatherhead's design. I mean, Leatherhead's design is good, but he's almost too big because there should be no problem that he can't handle. Yeah, you know, I mean, like there's an there's an episode in like season three or something where he fights the Shredder and the Shredder beats him like unarmed. It's like how? I don't care if he's a ninja master. It doesn't matter. He's like a, he's fighting a dude who's a thousand pounds of amphibious muscle. He's gonna lose. That's true. That, well, Shredder could, you know, maybe outthink him. Let's go. Shredder could outthink him, but like, he doesn't. He just hits him, and somehow it's effective. It's like he's got so much mass, he shouldn't feel that. And I don't care yeah. if he's a master. He got bit. You know, <laughs> it should be over. And but. That doesn't make an interesting show, so I, I kind of, I never really, I, I, I just, I can't help myself when I see characters that are just huge, like houses with feet, yeah. you know, characters. like it just, it, there should be no problem he can't handle. Well, that's like Dog Pound too. He's he's huge, but yet he's kind of an idiot. Yeah. Wasn't Dog Pound Chris Bradford? I think yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Chris Bradford, and then he later mutates into uh, Razar. He becomes Razar, yeah, but then, but even that, it's kind of like, okay, yeah, he's huge and super muscular, and he's got, like, kung fu knowledge. It's like, then he should be a threat to everyone, and he should never lose. It's like, they've got all these, like, I mean, it's great design choices, but you've got all these, like, miniature Incredible Hulks running around. How are you losing any of these fights? And I know I'm ruining the show for everybody. I'm sorry. I no, do that. no, 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 no. Well, I, I, I was just going to say, I love... Um, I'm with you there, but uh, I, I love Michelangelo here and how it's consistent with kind of the IDW Michelangelo and is that sometimes he is a little bit of an outsider because he's so compassionate. Yeah. Yeah, like this is the Michelangelo and Slash relationship in the uh, IDW comics. Right. Yeah. I love this. I love this. Now, what design do you like better? Because it's a little bit different. It's very similar, but it's a little, little different. Do you like the IDW leatherhead in terms of design better like than this? The, I actually, I, I like this version. I thought this version was done very well. Um, even though I was a fan of the 2003 leatherhead, I didn't know much about him at the time because I didn't grow up reading the comics. Um, but I, I thought they did overall, like the whole relationship between Michelangelo and Leatherhead in this episode is done really well. <laughs> I hope the Teddy Bear looks hilarious. <laughs> they did a really good job on him, you know, they made him, he probably actually looks the scariest in this than I'd ever seen him, which was really yeah. cool. I thought you meant monster. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Oh, poor Donatello. Kind of reminds me of Battletoads a little bit, just because of how huge and muscular he is. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I can't wait for Battletoads to come back. You know that's gonna happen one day. Dude, it's gonna be sweet. Oh yes. Well, you know that you know that Battletoads are actually uh, playable characters and uh, Killer Instinct for Xbox One. Really? Uh, one of them is, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's Rash, I think. Rash. 
Yeah, which, yeah, I, that's a really cool game, Killer Instinct. Yeah. Oh, I love Killer Instinct. Whoa, that's on the last. We can't keep him here unless he's so, uh, so, Josh Witt, uh, what do you think of uh, Splinter in this version? Love him, love him, love him. Probably oh, my favorite Splinter ever. I'm Just, with you, buddy. Yeah, sold. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, I, so much of it is just the way that they match the voice with his appearance. He just mm-hmm. seems so uh, I don't know, so wise. It's it's I think it's slightly it may slightly edge out the '87 series, which I never thought was possible. Ah, yeah, um, same here, man. It's really man. It's it's absolutely amazing. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I just, you know what, this one's a little bit better than, because the 87 series, that's my splinter, you know? Yeah. But, like, I, what really makes me like this one just a bit better is how proactive he is. Yeah, yeah. Where, like, he, he is, like, how many times, you could count on one hand how many times Splinter actually got in a fight in the original series. And this guy, like, the 2012 Splinter just, like, saves the turtles every third episode, you know, from somebody. Yeah, yeah plus, I mean, his facial hair game is really strong in this. <laughs> So, it sure I mean, that helps. Oh, that dude knows what's up, man. He oh, he, he that every single day, man. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, he's got some great one-liners in this in this uh, episode too. He shows he's like, "There is no monster more dangerous than a lack of compassion." And then uh, Leatherhead roars, he's like, "My mistake." Exactly what I said. And he goes, "Yeah, of course, I'm compassionate." Not I like the uh, I like the chef Borardi uh, soup oh, right there. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. One one thing that I didn't know about Splinter until Mark Pellegrini actually pointed it out is that his cane is actually solidified mutagen. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. Oh, I thought it was that uh, mosquito from Jurassic Park. I would, dude. <laughs> I was just waiting for Thaddeus to stop talking so I could make a Jurassic Park joke and. Uh, <laughs> Right away from uh, uh, oh, hey, you, you didn't say magic word. <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> you hold on to your own butt. Man. <laughs> oh, he's got authentic battle he's damage. This scene is so great. He actually makes uh, Leatherhead uh, pizza noodle soup. He's like, this is the best thing I've ever had. That sounds good. I suppose this is a power cell. I actually love the din- dynamic between these two. Quit goofing around, Raph. Whoa. Yeah, see, that was, that, was, that was one thing that I wanted to mention real quick, is um, uh, whenever Leatherhead hears the word Krang, he actually just, like, loses it. You might say he gets Which, cranky. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That was, that was awesome. <laughs> Which kind of reminds me of the Leatherhead story arc that I read, where... Uh, you know, e- even though they're they're referred to as as Utram, uh, Leatherhead just goes wild on them. Yeah. So I thought that kind of like uh, a nice like throwback to this to this episode where he's just like destroying all the robot suits and everything and all that. I love how he's feeding him there. That was great. He's like flinging the suit at him. <laughs> I'm Michelangelo. My brothers and I saved you from the Krang. Stop it! <laughs> whoa, whoa! It's okay! You're safe! We brought you here so you could get better. And nothing will heal you <laughs> than my world famous pizza noodle soup! I'm a genius at naming stuff! <laughs> <laughs> Like he, he, at first he calls him Heather. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Head leather. 
Really? Heather? All right. Somebody finally likes my cookie. <laughs> 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 I love her. I love that. I guess I love these two together. I, I wish they had their own comic. Sometimes it's good to be a toy. Yeah. <laughs> It should be like a sitcom. It should be like if you ever want to reboot The Odd Couple, just like make it Michelangelo. And Ed. Living with Leatherhead. <laughs> yeah, living, living in an apartment together in New York. Yeah, that'd be great. I like how he looks like a little three-year-old there. Yeah. What's your name anyway? Hi. Oh, and Wise beyond your ears. Yes. Yeah, I get that a lot. Because <laughs> I'm a genius at naming stuff. Let's get out. <laughs> and who's throwing the stuff at them? Barrels. Kind of leathery. How about head leather? Heather? No, wait. Leatherhead. Leatherhead. I love that he carries a multimeter with him. No problem. Yeah. Hey, you never know. You never know. He's got bunny ears. Why did you crazy eyes on my brother Donnie? Your brother. Yeah. Instead of shaking his hand, you shook his face. Now that's what I call shocking. Uh. <laughs> okay, we're not doing this pun humor all episode, man. I'm sorry. It's not. It's over. It's over. It's done. It's electric. The <laughs> real cool thing about like this uh, this Krang crystal is that it's almost used as uh, it's almost used as, as like an uh, a source of energy by the other uh, Krang. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't have to do with their portal. Like, they need that crystal to yeah, activate their yeah. portal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice. I have to say I'm not a fan of Raphael just, like, smacking everyone all the time. Yeah, he kind of he kinda, he kinda get, gets better better later on. Man, yeah, it's like this. Uh, this series, if nothing else, it made me want to beat up Raphael. You know, it's just like, just stop being such a bully. Okay. Okay. Stop okay. it. So, so which one do you think's more of a bully, the 2003 Raphael or this one? Any idea what they would use? I'm gonna, I'm gonna oh, see no. 2003. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, 2003 because like. Raphael and that one was kind of a bully, but then he was also like trying to be a bully too. Because, you know, he's trying to be hard all the time, and this yeah. guy is just kind of, it's just him. Like, the other guy was putting that on. This guy's not. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> I love Mikey. Plus, anything, associated, anything associated with the 2003 series, I just have to immediately not like. You know, just, <laughs> is that what you said, guys? Just throwing that out there. I love that early in ours, just like, how was your day? <laughs> <laughs> Being a parent has really made me uh, hate stuff like that, where it's just like, you come home and your kid's like, what you doing? Shut up. Relax, you've been hurt worse since. <laughs> what if he goes berserk? He's not gonna I like go how he's like giving them, giving them a uh, totally to calm down. I know, yeah. Okay. I want a Michelangelo massage. It'd be awesome. So, <laughs> cleansing breaths. Uh oh. Poor Donnie. What were you uh -oh. thinking? He was mellow. <laughs> I love the arcade cabinet in the background. Okay. 
What should I do? I don't know. Maybe start. Yeah, I think we'll be able to tell what that arcade was at one point. I forget the name of it. Uh, I think it was a. Oh, you mean the one that's flashing? Yeah. How was your day? Side scroller, sort of like uh, like like Darius. Gosh, the animations here are great. They are such a nice job. I, mean, you I love the uh, oh, texturing they did on uh, Leatherhead, too. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm with you. you. Know and this is six years now, old. Right? Yes. Yeah. Thanks, Splinter. Splinter's Splinter. so awesome. He's, I yeah. agree. <laughs> I love Splinter in this, this series. I, I think, you know, Josh, like you were saying, dude, I think he's my favorite. Oh, I love, I love this scene. I love this. We just want to know. He literally has one hand behind his back. Oh, it's great. Look at that. Oh. Come on. Oh, beast. Yeah. This is not my day. Leave this place. Hot tea? <laughs> but first, hot tea. Ooh. Did y'all see that? He actually bent back his, uh, his toenail. Yeah, yeah. I think, I, I think I'm a couple seconds ahead of you, but yeah, it's... Pretty amazing. So Leatherhead stormed off. It's like it's his clone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, he's spinning the vinyl, dude. Yeah, I'm digging that. <laughs> Calming music. Hipster. That's. Oh, that, that's great. <laughs> I love that animation with his eyes. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Leather was voiced by was it, uh, Chuck Lorre? Lorre? Oh, on, on this version? Yeah, uh... I'm sorry, not Chuck. Peter, uh, Peter Lorre. Oh, okay. And uh, he did oh, a lot of um, video games. A lot of anime, too. Hmm. Boys, are you all right? Yeah, yeah, we're okay. Where is Michelangelo? Oh, I well, love the comic scenes. Leatherhead, do you? What are you saying, Josh? I'm sorry. Only an idiot would. He actually said, "Crank." Oh, yeah. Boy. Leatherhead, Leatherhead. Oh, baby Leatherhead. Four baby Leatherheads. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I actually agree with Rob. The uh, the the combat uh, flashbacks on oh. here are done really, and they're so colorful, man. Yeah, they're beautiful. They're a little bit like '80s neonish, a yes. little bit. I love it. Yeah. I'm a sucker for that. Yeah. Ironically, it looks a lot like Rise of the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> oh, foreshadowing. Don't open up that camera. <laughs> Man, I'm opening up so many cans of worms, I might as well be running a bait shop. <laughs> so, you know, Leatherhead's kind of got the Kraken right where he wants him right now, because he's got that crystal, and they need that to trans to, to teleport. Yeah. And here comes the Kraken. Oh! Discovered me hey, swords can cut through stuff. Love it. <laughs> I, like, I like how the Kranger like, give, give Krang that which belongs to Krang. 
but they could not I love break that. my chainsaw spirit. there. Oh, I love the hands. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Six months ago, I no. escaped through the portal. <laughs> they used to travel to Earth, and I it was a little bit like C3 there. It did, yeah. What do you use it for? It powers the portal. Without it, no <laughs> enter or leave this dimension. I swore it's almost like a zombie movie here. It really is, yeah. World from their evil, even at the cost of my own life. I like this. Leatherheads, I, I got him. I got this. Yeah. <laughs> oh. He ain't come back. Knocked out. Mm -hmm. Stream close up on Donnie there. <laughs> I love how his, his eyes kind of film over when he's enraged. That's so cool. I know. That is so great. Oh, and and by the way, one other one other real cool thing about Leatherhead uh, le later on is that. Uh, he does get into the fight with a Krang. One of one of the Krangs later on. He actually just like steps on it and just like kills it. He's <laughs> <laughs> like just goes like squish. Yeah, they will do like warp speed. That's awesome. It's ludicrous speed. Go. They've gone to plan. I love their faces like freaking out right there. <laughs> the homeless guy over there didn't even wake up. He's like, yeah. <laughs> Or is he drunk pedestrians? I will deal with the Man, they did such a good job with the, the backgrounds and environments in this. Oh, I'm with you. Especially I'm down here. Yeah, this this underground, uh, I guess, sewer uh, railway thing. It just yeah, such a mm -hmm. And really holds up. I mean, I know it's. Six years old, at least this this uh, episode is. Golly, it looks great. And I love how they always kind of freeze frame and turn into the comic cell at the very end. It's great. Fantastic. Well, my my episode's done. Are you guys, did yours finish? Yep. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Fine, it's finished. All right, so what'd you guys think of this episode? Oh, really good. I loved it, man. This is probably my favorite version of Leatherhead. You know, this was just a... Uh, Action-packed episode. Really loved the chemistry between uh, Michelangelo and Leatherhead. It sort of reminded me of the chemistry of Michelangelo and Slash in the IDW comics. Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Where the heck um, and and like I said, uh, I just got done reading the Leatherhead story arc, and it was kind of uh, a lo little foreshadowing. You know, if, if you didn't read that issue yet, and then you watch this first, that uh, you know, he kind of just goes all out on the the krang or the or the utram depending on which version uh read or watch but uh overall man solid episode I, I'm, I'm gonna give this a 10. nice nice what about you awesome. uh you know i like it yeah it's pretty cool um i feel like i would like it a bit better if i watched more of the episodes and just i just haven't had time to really watch a season of it like right. from start to beginning so just from what i saw this is about like, I mean, this is a nine. This is a pretty good episode. You know, I like just how frenetic it was. Like, the editing was really well done. Animation is smooth. It's pretty right. good. Character design is pretty good. Yeah. You know, I like awesome. it. Nine. That's high for you. Usually you kind of rank lower than us. So that, that's pretty good. Yeah. 
So what about you? Oh, well, you know, I just I gotta bring my standards down to where you guys are at. So. <laughs> There we go. Understandable. Yeah. Right, the people I'm watching it in, it's a nine. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Put your body in overdrive. Uh, yeah, I gotta say, ten. I don't, I don't think this episode could have been any better than it was. I loved, uh, like uh, that. I used to say, I love the dynamic between Michelangelo and um, Leatherhead, and I love that we get to see uh, Splinter fight in this scene. Yeah. Uh, there were several shots of the arcade cabinet, which really boosted for me. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and and the triple episode reference at the beginning. I mean, that was that was really <laughs> that was awesome. So funny. Yeah. I is this the is stuff. this the first time you see Splinter actually fight somebody instead outside of like sparring with the turtles? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. And all, all he has really to do is like, hand tied behind his back. Yeah, I was gonna say all he has to do is like move his feet just a little bit and just kind of use his senses to. To overpower uh, Leatherhead, it's it's amazing, it's awesome, and that makes the fight at the very end of this season with Shredder all the more epic. I mean, I don't know if oh. you guys remember that ish- that episode, but it's oh, fantastic. That was such a good fight. Yeah, that was such a fight because Splinter actually fights like a rat, like a feral rat, mm-hmm. and uses tail and tries to chomp at Shredder's head. Oh man, it was good. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I and I'm with you guys. I would give this easily a nine out of ten. Um, I really, really, really like the dynamic with Mikey and Leatherhead, and that's something you didn't see a whole lot of. Um, but yeah, that is brought up a great point that you know it does remind you of the Michelangelo in the IDW series and how he is with Slash. And there's kind of been some IDW's been teasing that Leatherhead might be part of the Mutanimals one day. Um, I know yeah. Old Hob tried to recruit him at one point. I dare say that Leatherhead will be a good guy by by the time it's all said and done. But I really, really thought there were great one-liners in this. Of course, fight scenes are always fantastic. Music. This is just such a well-done series. And I just love some of Splinter's uh, one-liners, too. So, uh, love this episode. It's a great... It's it's technically, I guess, a filler episode, but it's a great filler episode. Uh, <laughs> so, I, I definitely watch this one again. Okay, guys. Well, we do have a few minutes... I guess we got to talk about the elephant in the room, and that would be the um... work study finally leaving the show. Oh, ah! not, yet. <laughs> not yet, not yet. We're getting oh. there. <laughs> due to, apparently, due to popular demand, uh, <laughs> been asked to walk away. Oh so, no, no, no! You, you can't do the same without you, buddy. No, I agree. Wow, did you, did you hear that, Josh? No, I didn't hear that actually. We're <laughs> oh, not going to repeat it. <laughs> I said we wouldn't be the we wouldn't be the same without you, man. That's it would just. It would be yeah. so much better. It would be so much better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well played. Well played. So, uh, yeah, guys, I guess that is, you know, you and Josh know a lot more about this than I did. I missed the premiere of, you know, the, the character designs this week. Um, and, uh, yeah, you, you guys just carry the ball. Well, what, what do you want to talk about? I've kind of said my piece on it. I mean, I did a full hour. I did an hour and a half live stream video just fielding questions from everybody. And it was really, it was honestly very surprising and very embarrassing to uh, hear fan backlash because there was a live stream that where the guys that over at Nickelodeon working on the rise of the TMNT animated series that isn't premiering for like another eight months. Um, there was just so much fan backlash aimed towards Kevin Eastman, Rob Paulson, and the creative team. And... You know, I understand backlash and I understand not liking something, but my live video was about was 
trying to field questions and find out why people didn't like it and then try to just voice my own opinion about it. So, and Thaddeus did something very similar. Yeah. Yeah, one one real, real quick thing that I wanted to add is um, regardless of whether they like it or hate it, and I have done my research on this, and I'm not trying to say, you know, my opinion's better than anybody's, sure. but each but each incarnation, even even the Mirage comics, has had a proper ending, and it has been done very well. Now, going into this new series, it, ha- it has been confirmed by the art director himself, you know, the guy that worked on Samurai Jack. Not, not Gendy Tartakovsky, he was the writer, but, but the art director. That this show will be similar to like the four, the well, not not season five of Samurai Jack because that was just like ridiculously dark, but more along the lines of like the first season in terms of uh, the balance between action and humor, which I'm actually okay with. As for the the as for the designs of the turtles, I like them. For me, they feel sort of like a mixture of the 2016 uh, movie turtles mixed with. Uh, Team NT fast forward. Um, now, one thing that I wanted to point out real quick was is Leonardo. Um, his design, and I posted a picture in the group page. I, I, I don't know if you guys saw it, but there was a Tales of the Team NT issue that I read. I think it's called Tales of the Team NT Volume Two, Issue Number Thirteen, and it had to deal with multiple versions of Leonardo. There was a young version, a, a middle aged version, and then like an old version. And he almost sort of looks like like a uh, like a tree frog, sort of. Um, but I also noticed that he resembles uh, Donatello a lot in the 2012 series. And they did confirm that each turtle in this series is actually a different species of turtle. So, like, the reason why Leonardo has red marks on his head is that he is a it's, it's called like a, a red eared species turtle. And uh, they didn't really go into too much detail over like why he has one katana, uh, but but they did um, uh, they, they they did kind of explain that you know with like Raphael the reason that he has tonfas is kind of like a throwback to the Mirage comics, and then um, with with Michelangelo he has sort of almost sort of almost like a I think it's called like a, a flail it's like this um, sort of like a bladed saw that's like hooked to like a grappling hook and then they showed off donatello donatello they they said that he's going to have a new sidekick in the show so that's really cool and then with april uh i think april's design looks really good because uh joshua rourke mentioned something and i actually didn't realize this at first if you look closely at april she looks like a mixture of like the 2003 series april mixed with irma that was a really nice design for her and I, I did mention something else, and this is just this is just a theory that I have. I don't know if it's going to be true or not. How would you guys feel just based on her weapon, because her weapon is a bat, if she actually ended up taking up the mantle of Casey Jones, sort of like how Angel took up the mantle of uh, Nobody in the IDW comics? Ah, uh, well... I would be a little disappointed because I, I would like to see Casey Jones in this series. You right. know, just a different interpretation of him. I mean, Nickelodeon did a different interpretation of Casey Jones. I mean, pretty much every incarnation is yeah. a little bit different. So I'd say this mm-hmm. one would probably take the extreme and and probably 
make Casey Jones look quite different or maybe have a different skill set. But I'd right. love to see what they, they come up with because I've already been surprised with what I've seen so far. Yeah, I, right. liked, uh, I like the idea of her kind of becoming a vigilante or going on her own. Uh, if she did that, I think that would be really cool. I just hope it's not at the expense of losing Casey Jones. But, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Right. Uh, the only thing I don't like, and th- this isn't aimed at, at, at Eric Baza, who's actually voicing Splinter. Uh, I'm just not a I'm just not a fan of the design, but I did think about something, and I thought about last night. Are are you guys familiar? Oh, I, I know I know uh, Joshua Rourke hasn't really seen it, but are, are you guys familiar with uh, Jackie Chan Adventures? Oh yeah, I used to watch oh. it before school. <laughs> hey, you remember you remember J- Jackie's uh, ha- had an uncle, and his name was Uncle. You know how he when season one started off, he was really 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 stubborn. But as the seasons went later on, he became like a really like good ally and, and almost you know helped Jackie fight off uh, Shindu and, and the Dark Hand. I think that's how this Splinter is going to be. I think he's going to start off like really stubborn, but when the turtles need him, he's going to be there to help them. And uh, Joshua Work says something uh, interesting too. He said that he may even end up being like. Um, uh, what's his name? Master Shifu from Kung Fu Panda, sort of oh, like okay. personality-wise, sort of like that. <laughs> oh, which, Master Shifu's it, awesome, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which if he if he's like that, I'll I'll be to- totally fine with. And then and then the other big thing is um, the personality roles swapped between Leonardo and Raphael. Okay, hundred percent honest here. When when I first heard that Raphael was going to be the leader, I, I was upset. I didn't throw a temper tantrum, but it was just different from me. But if you guys remember, there was an, an X-Men series that came out in 2010 called Wolverine and the X-Men, where originally Cyclops was the leader in the 1994 series. And then in this series, uh, Wolverine became the leader. And, you know, even though Joshua work isn't, isn't a fan of Wolverine, I'm not, I'm not bashing you or anything. Um, but, yeah. uh, one one Actually, really man. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fine if you want to. <laughs> no, no, but uh, but one really cool thing was that how Wolverine actually made mistakes because he only thought of himself, and then later on he grew up to be a really good leader in that show, and that's actually other than the 1994 uh, series, that's probably one of the best well adapted uh, X Men like like comic to animated series. Wow. Um, yeah, and then like my last final thoughts. Um, I'm I'm th- th- this was actually one thing that I didn't like about the 2012 series was that even though they had a city, it felt very dead. Um, there yeah, weren't really many people around unless they got attacked by the crank. So I'm hoping, uh, and and I actually talked about this with with Josh. I'm hoping that the city will be like Blade Runner, with that- like it's just. Or it's almost like this, like Neo Tokyo setting, but set in like uh, New York with like flashy lights and stuff. Because that, that was one of the, the really cool things that I liked about Fast Forward was that they basically time traveled into the future and there were like you know like flying cars and so. I, I, I'm not saying you know it'll be futuristic, but I hope there'll there'll be a lot more human inter- interaction if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But overall, just just based on like the designs and, and uh, you know the settings. Uh, they, they still haven't revealed on like what the mystical 
uh, weapons and how they got them, but that's like that's that's actually a a nice little nod to uh, the Ninja Ninja Tribunal uh, story arc from the 2003 series. Just based on that alone, I'm gonna overall my my honest opinions. I'm I'm gonna give the new show just based on what I've seen a nine out of ten. Dude, I love that uh, that idea of uh, having the Neo Tokyo scene. That would be so cool. Like I'm I'm jacked about that. I'm a huge Blade Runner fan, so that that really appeals to me. I love that idea. Yeah. One thing that's got me uh, curious is it's called Rise of the TMNT. So is this kind of like a prequel to everything that we know of? If that's the case, you know, with Raph being the, the original leader, I, I wonder if it's going to be in canon with like the other series or if it's just completely just a different interpretation. Um, well, I mean, the thing that I had heard was like, okay, so when the 2012 series ended last year, uh, from what I understand, I had read that um, Ciro, Ciro Nielli, is that his name? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. he heard that Viacom was, uh, Nickelodeon was going to reboot the series uh, after uh, Tales of the TMNT was done. He had heard that Nickelodeon was going to um, uh, reboot the series. And so the reason he ended it with like the whole Mad Max shenanigans was because he was ticked off. And so he ended the Nickelodeon series in such a way that it couldn't be rebooted from the Nickelodeon series. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. And so there were some sour, apparently there were some sour grapes there. So he ended it in a way that you couldn't pick up from the 2012 series. So from what I understand, it's my theory that the rise of the Ninja Turtles is a complete series reboot. Hmm. So it's probably just, it's its own thing. So, which I think is kind of a smart move sure. on Nickelodeon's yeah. part. You know, I mean, I, I don't mind a soft reboot or even a hard reboot of the series, you know? In a lot of ways, you know, pretty much every interpretation we've had is a reboot, you know? So yeah. I, I can yeah. totally understand why that would be. Well, that makes me wonder, and that is, you bring up a good point about how it could be interesting that Raph is the leader in the way that he might learn from experience, you know, which will make you care about the character even more because all the mistakes he makes trying to be a leader will eventually turn him into a great leader. Yeah. Which I like that dynamic, but that makes me think, well, then what happens with Leo? What what kind of character is he going to have? Uh, so yeah. I'm curious to see what they do with that. That'll be pretty interesting. I had brought up uh, during the live stream the fact that I think Leo, I, it's my theory that Leonardo is actually the leader in like the first episode and he screws up and Raphael takes over. Oh, okay. I can see that. And Leonardo uh, learns how to be, I mean, it's kind of like an, uh, an overarching thing. It's my theory that Raphael and Leonardo will both learn how to be leaders and Leonardo will eventually lead the team. You know, that's, yeah. that's, huh. that's my theory. <clears throat> and Donatello will do machines. Donatello is going to so. do machines, okay. you know? Okay. And, Michelangelo still going to be a party dude, you know. I mean, <laughs> they're not changing the characters; they're just changing the positioning of the characters. Sure, which right? is interesting. You know, you know I'll, I'll so give far, it that. Like I, like I said, like we have no context for it. We have yeah. seen the trailer. We have not, which I think is smart. I think it's yeah. the smart. The smartest thing that they did was just show the character designs. I don't right. want to see a trailer eight months out from the series premiere because I don't want to run the risk of being fatigued before the show comes out. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. trailers they they show too much, and uh, I think we uh, we've got enough mystery around it that where I think we're all going to be tuning in for sure. Oh yeah. yeah. 
My now, my big thing is I can't wait for Toy Fair at the end of the month, mm-hmm. where Playmates is going to unveil the designs of the toys coming out later this year. Hey, I was I was going to say, do you guys know? Has there been a date announced whether the toys or when uh, the toys are Toy Fair this year. Yeah, and uh, Toy Fair is in New York, uh, February fifteenth through the seventeenth. Oh, so after that, will they be in regular stores or? Uh, well, I mean, it'll be closer towards the uh, air date of the show, but oh, okay. they'll be they'll be coming out this year, and they'll be you know like, I mean, you know, they probably got to deal with Target, you know, yeah. so or Walmart. Josh Witt, well, what are your what are your thoughts on like the overall designs? I've never seen uh, Samurai Jack or anything, so um, to me, the artwork style is radically different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> radical, and hey, radical, radical, radical. radical. Um, <laughs> so. You know, at first, you know, anything that we don't, we're not familiar with, you get uncomfortable with, right? Sure, and you get absolutely. scared and yeah, you're like, oh man, what are they going to do with the turtles? I'm worried. But then, um, you know, since Kevin Eastman's, you know, involved, we trust him. Nickelodeon did a great job in the last series. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you just kind of have to take take everything one step at a time. And, you know, it was funny, the closer that you look at them, uh, actually... Um, I think I don't remember if it was you, Thaddeus, or if it was Rob. Uh, one of you pointed out that Leonardo looked a lot like one of the Jim Lawson cartoon designs. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you know, after I heard that, and I started taking a closer look at each one of the characters, I started feeling better. Um, especially even like Donatello. If you look, he's got like uh, these squares kind of on his arms and legs. That yeah. kind of just made me think of pixels, and I'm like, okay, that's cool. You know, kind of like it seems like they're paying attention to the characters to me right and they're trying to stay true to who they are um and i think even leonardo with one katana makes him seem more i don't know uh maybe more focused uh it's it's just really interesting so uh overall i was uh i was worried i was scared uh um and now that i'm taking a closer look and you know especially with you guys staying positive on everything um i'm I'm more hopeful and i think uh even especially uh, i really like april's design looks really cool um and I think the idea of uh, her kind of going out on her own is uh, hopefully maybe uh, going vigilante or something sounds really cool. Uh, and really, the only the only character design I just plain old didn't care for was Splinters. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah. You know, I love that um, you said that, Josh. You know, it's kind of my, was my gut reaction. I'm like, what is this? Because I didn't know anything about Samurai Jack either, and that kind of art style. But I, I feel the same exact way. You know, it's just you got to take it in stride and, and kind of see what they're what the the plan is for the turtles and like we always talk about on this show you know story first art later you know if if you got a great story you can put up with anything you know yeah, <laughs> and and honestly the art has really grown on me quite a bit and i do like the designs they're different i like it um it's it's definitely different definitely uh, a little uncomfortable at first but uh, the more i've thought about it and the more i've looked at them i'm excited i genuinely want to see what they do with this and yeah. uh, I think we're all going to be tuning in. I think we're all going to have a lot of uh, uh, good things to say, you know. And, and I guess that's that's what we need to stress to to anyone that might be listening. That you know, just just give it a try, give it a chance. You know, we don't know yeah. anything about it yet, and yet there's been a lot of backlash that I think is kind of unwarranted and a little premature yeah. because we just don't know enough yet. Uh, so right. you know, just kind of take it in stride and be comforted in the fact that we got we get more Ninja Turtles for the foreseeable future. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. and just that, stay that, positive. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a, be be a fan, not a fanboy, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, right. like with yeah. the new, like with the new Star Wars movie, there's a lot of people that backlash. That's exactly some people, what I it's not, of. Yeah, some people, it's not for them. But if you're really a Star Wars fan, you're not going to go out there and say it's the worst thing ever. Don't ever see it. Period. Like you're not just going to hate on it. So, really, there's no place for that in our group. Uh, just be a fan, not a fanboy, yeah. and uh, you stay positive. Give it a chance. Yeah. yeah. If you're a real Turtles fan, you'll respect the artists. And uh, if it's not for you, that's fine. Just wait and see. Just wait yeah. and see. That's beautifully said. Yeah, that yeah. is one real quick thing that I wanted to add. Um, is that when when the 2012 series came out, me and I'm I'm guilty of this. I'm actually raising my hand right now. I jumped on the bandwagon that I was not going to like it just based on the designs. And for me, I don't have Nickelodeon. I just have 3, 5, 10, 15 on my TV. So the only way that I was able to watch it was to buy the DVDs. And when I went out to Walmart, I bought uh, the first first DVD, and I sat down and watched it with my mom, and I was blown away how well done that was. The characters, the story, the interaction between Splinter, the brotherly love, everything about it was really good. And a lot of naysayers, and and Josh O'Rourke will back me up on this, a lot of people, when they first saw the 2012 series, they hated it. But uh, after they got done watching season one with the, the the fight between Shredder, not only did it become one of the highest rated shows on Nickelodeon, but it also became one of the highest rated uh, Turtle series, period. Oh, yeah. 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 And, it, and it's okay to hate the design. Just, you know, just yeah. don't hate the show yet because you've not seen it yet. <laughs> that, that, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you don't like the design, don't tell the people working on it that they don't know what they're doing because guess what? They're the right. ones that are making the show, and you know it's on, it's on them. Because like the thing that I was trying to stress was that, and maybe it didn't come across uh, this way, but like how easy would it have been for Nickelodeon just to make the same design in 2D as opposed to 3D for the Ninja Turtles? It was like you know they could have just uh, stood on the shoulders of the last show and just made it look exactly like that, and yeah. just like guaranteed they would have had so much goodwill from everybody. Yeah. But they're doing something dynamically different. They have a story in mind. I think that it's obvious that they have a good story in mind because they are so willing to do a, a 180 on the last season where it's hand-drawn instead of CG, where the characters are very blocky and bulky looking as opposed to very just like smooth and semi-realistic looking, as, as right. realistic as Ninja Turtles can look <laughs> in terms of a... a 22 minute uh, animated series. You know, I mean, obviously Nickelodeon and Viacom have confidence in what this team is doing. We should all recognize that and we should all at least give the first episode a chance. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, if you don't want to, that's fine, but I dare you not to watch it then. Because <laughs> yeah. if yeah, you're. That, 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 is, to, that is one yeah. other quick thing that I wanted to add was that. Rob Paulson during his um, during the Facebook Live conference and uh, and also Eric, uh, Eric Balsa, who's voice in Splinter, they are very honest people. They they like even even Kevin Eastman has. I mean, l- let's be honest. Has Kevin Eastman really ever let us down about anything? No, I can't. I can't really think of anything. And I think with Rob Paulson being the voice director, I think he's going to push 
these, you know, the new voice actors, which a lot of people don't know who they are, you know, myself included, but I think they're going to push them in a very positive direction. I think the show's going to be uh, very fun, and I'm just uh, looking forward to September when it uh, finally airs. So, and I and I will and I will be talking about it. So, oh yeah, we will be here, guys. We will be here. Well, guys, I think time's about up. We we've got it right out about an hour and a half. I think uh, I think it's a good note to end things on. So uh, yeah. So hosers, uh, the question we all want to know is what kind of pizza are we going to have to close down another totally tubular episode of Turtle Flakes? I think we should let uh, Jay Weezy pick the pizza this time. He hasn't picked it in a while. All right. All right. He always puts noodles on pizza. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see. You know what? Uh, I'm in the mood for... Let's see. I want something spicy. Mm. So I want some uh, some chili paste. Okay. Uh, and I want some chorizo sausage. What is that? Ooh. Chorizo sausage? I've never even heard chorizo of that. Chorizo sausage. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. I'm down chorizo with or Teresa? Chorizo. 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 I don't think I've ever it's had like, that. It's like, a, uh, it's like a Mexican sausage. Yeah. You can get, I, I recommend you get pork chorizo. Beef chorizo is good, but pork is better. Yeah. She's not going to have heartburn after this one, eh? Oh, yeah, yes, right. you are. Yeah, with chili paste and, and some pepper jack cheese on there. Why not? Oh, uh, pepper jack. Okay. Add it in. Add it in. Okay. Go. That's uh, the trifecta. And, uh, and, and, and don't forget the gumbo. Like, oh, yeah. 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 You got to have the gumbo on the side. That's right. This is our patented Imodium Killer pizza right yes. here. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll clean anything out. Alright, DC Dudettes. Well, hey, thank you for thank you for listening, and here's to hoping you enjoy your friends, enjoy your family, enjoy a mega slice of chili paste, chorizo sausage, pork chorizo sausage, and pepper jack cheese pizza with a side of gumbo. Calabunga, dudes. Calabunga. I know, me too. I know. <laughs> no, dude, uh, it's crazy. I uh, I had the flu last week. It was uh, it was nuts. Yeah, I um, it was I think last week Tuesday. I was feeling kind of kind of crappy and stuff at work, and then uh, sure enough, man, uh, I was having trouble breathing, and I went to the I went to the urgent care, and they gave me an inhaler, um, steroids, and uh, uh, Tamiflu, and I mean, sure enough, I had it. But the good thing is, I got. Um, I think because I got in early, and also I had the flu shot. Actually, I get it every year, and yeah. it kind of helped me get over it a little bit quicker. So mm-hmm. I only. Uh, I, I called off Wednesday because I was sleeping all day, and then uh, Thursday I worked from home, and then Friday I was back to work. So it wasn't too bad. Uh, it's it's apparently uh, it's really bad this year. Yeah. Yeah. They closed down uh, Knox County Schools just now. They said uh, they're closed um, Monday and Tuesday this week. And then the school I go at, which it's weird because it's supposed to be state law that, or I don't know if it's state or local, but uh, that if the attendance is below 93%, that they're supposed to call off school. They're like, the school doesn't get state funding. Um, We've been sitting at like 85%, and yet we're still having school. It's been kind of strange. Huh. Yeah, it's it's crazy so yeah if you uh if you get a fever you're not feeling good get in 
uh, so you can get Tamiflu because that that really seemed to help me. And uh, yeah, it's crazy. It's, yeah. I guess I I think it took uh, took the form of bronchitis. For oh me. wow! And ain't nobody got time for that. Ah! <laughs> oh, at the same time. Oh, yeah.